What's going on? Welcome to Totally Blitz Podcast. And as always, go down, like, and subscribe before we get into the action. Today we're talking NFL Week 13 and recapping the Thursday night football between where the Bills took care of business against the Patriots. And as always, I'm Paul Pickle Winham Concha, and I'm joined with Hey man, you already know it's the Falcons, the dirtiest of the dirtier bird. Your boy Kev, water boy Savoy, man. And we're here to talk week 13. I'm not gonna lie to you, Paul. That's some close ass games this week. Even our game is gonna be close. Steelers, Falcons, that's a close ass game. When it comes to picking, it's gonna be a close ass game. We got motherfucking Lions and Jags, even Lions, Jags, Giants and the Giants and the Commies. Motherfucking, and for some reason, everybody in the world thinks this Bengals and Chiefs game is gonna go Bengals. I'm like, that's crazy. Chargers, Raiders is a point. Like, literally, there's more games within two points than there is games over two points. That's insane. I could be wrong. I'm a little, I'm a little drunk. Nah, bro, that's fucking insane. Like, and then there's crazy spreads, like the ten and a half with um the Colts and the Cowboys. Jerry Jones world. Hey, Jerry, man, go make that money, man. But, bro, let me know, man. How'd you feel about Thursday? Thursday. Those your homies, both your favorite teams. Both my favorite. They were. They both didn't lose. But I, I lost because I picked the Patriots thinking Josh Allen's going to throw up an interception. It was this close. It was dropped. I, I saw it. And I thought my money, my money was about to go hit my account on the prop bet. But then it dropped. And I was like, fuck. And he didn't hit the other prop, which was over the 42 and a half rushing yards. So I went 0-2 on the props. But, I mean, Patriots still stink. And, like, if you go up against a good team, you're probably going to lose. And with the Bills, Josh Allen, that fumble, I don't even blame him. The guy he didn't see the guy behind him like it was a blindside hit. I can't blame him on the fumble. I thought he played a good game. Like I could give him some props for this game because other than that one dropped interception, I mean a lot of quarterbacks have one or two a game, so I'm not gonna even blame that on him. But there was like two two throws where I was like, damn, like only Josh Allen can really make that kind of like on the run, get like two people on his back, and he just flicks it up to Stephon Diggs. For like the touchdown, it was like a 50, 60, like 60 yards in the air while like on falling down, flick of the wrist off the run. I was like, there's only probably two people that can make that throw. And I was, so I, I'll give him that. His highs are high, but his lows are low. Mm-hmm. His lows are low. That's real. I mean, when you look at his stats, this is actually pretty interesting. My dog went to 22 or 33 for 223 yards, two touchdowns, and he got sacked twice. So if you just do one less yard, you can have a whole two, 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 like all the way there. That's kind of funny, but he played well. I it was crazy. Did you see that hurdle in the red zone? That shit was. I was like, only Josh Allen would do some shit like that. That's the like, highs of highs right there. Like when it's rolling, it's like fun to watch. And then I mean, Josh Allen's just the toughest. He's just a really tough dude for um, somebody that has that type of arm power and a run like that. And when he's limiting his mistakes, it's good. I really was shocked at how good Stephon Diggs played just off the face that usually Bill knows how to get rid of somebody. Like, get him out of there. But nah, 92 yards for a touchdown, nine nine targets, seven receptions. And the touchdown he got was pretty smooth. Like, they had to wait. They had to wait to get that from that motherfucker. There are a lot of motherfuckers coming in Josh Allen's face. So I think the Bills played well. I'm glad I picked them. And... The Dolphins got to keep on winning them, run this division, man. I think I got to bust the ass one more time if y'all really want to win. Yeah, we'll see him. We'll see him real soon. I think two weeks we run into them boys. That's nice, man. I hope it's cold. But this was Thursday, man. 
I really got to start, what's it called, enjoying my Thursday games more. I feel like this was just like a nice cruise game. It started off, the um, the Patriots were up 7-3 with the, what was it, like a 45-yard or? Yeah, to Marcus Jones, a cornerback that Bill oh, put in yeah. for one play, and he takes the first and only catch, first and over time ever on offense his whole NFL career. He was a high school wide receiver. And, but Bill, Bill knows how to do that type of shit. That's crazy. Hey, that boy had a touch. That boy, that boy ran up the screen back 48 yards. So like that was a good play, but I think that was the highlight of the entire game. Like Mac oh yeah. Jones, yeah. They didn't really do anything crazy. It's crazy. Mac Jones and motherfucking Josh Allen completed the same amount of passes, but and they didn't throw any picks, but Matt Jones only had 195 yards. And he just doesn't look anything special. I think last week they looked fucking phenomenal, and that just shows how bad the Vikings um Past a past um defenses, but Bro, like you're saying, man, they're not really all that. But I'd still have, but everybody in the world would rather have Mac Jones than Zach Wilson. So, that is, that is true. But I will say, Mac Jones is on a slippery slope to be a Zach Will like a one, like he might have been like a one hit wonder in the NFL type shit if he don't start cleaning some shit up. Hell yeah. But hey, man, week 13 is about to be lit as fuck, man. How, which one of the games you want to start off with? Well, actually, the first game on the list right here is a pick em in Atlanta, Georgia, between the Dirty Birds hosting the Steelers. Both teams need a win. I'm not going to lie. Steelers have been looking a little bit better as of late, and the Falcons have. They started off like what five and zero against the spread, and I don't think they've covered since or six and zero against the spread, and um. There's been a couple pushes. There's been a couple ties, but that is not there. They haven't had the same shine to them, I think. What do you think? I mean, this is – I think we've been playing great, better than I expected this season. And it was through the run game. And I think that's something that's been kind of holding – that's been um, – people have been defensively really slowing down recently. Like, I don't think we're running all over people like we're supposed to. And we're having to trust Marcus Mariota to throw the ball again. And – that shit's good when it's good, but when it's when it's not working, especially without Kyle Pitts' big ass being a threat, like being a threat for the defenses to go to, to go on to look at, it's tough getting on getting those throws out because he misses a lot of good throws. But at the end of the day, when we have this, our our defense has really been holding up not terribly, and our offense has been keeping up because they've been figuring out figuring out from throwing from throwing all types of motherfucking receivers out there from fruit. To Zacchaeus, to Drake London. Like, we're just having all types of dumb bird. We're just making big, we're making big moves. So, if we can keep using our versatility and keep um, throwing it to everybody on the field and open up lanes for our running game, because when's the last time that Algiers done anything or Hudley's done anything crazy like that? Like, them boys were having great games, like back to back after one another. So, then Cordell, we have Cordell Patterson back in the lineup. Let's figure out how to do it. I think it's going to be tough with the Steelers' safeties because they can tackle. So like those those plays where Cordell Patterson does kind of break, those might get those might get shut down at the second level. But I'm taking my dirty birds. I think we just gotta run the ball down and we got a fucking scary front to deal with with Cam Hayward and TJ Watt. But if we can motherfucking just run that ball down, control the clock, and don't let Kenny Pickett look like an all-star in our secondary, we'll be straight. I would typically lean the home team on these close games, the home, especially if it might turn into a home dog. But I just think Mike Tomlin is wanting that file. He does come off the win against the Colts, almost being the Bengals. And 
I think he like like I said last week when it was the Colts game and I swayed you into the Steelers pick. I was just like Tomlin has to win these games to go 500. Like the games where it's not like a he's a big underdog and this team sucks. But I think Kenny's been looking better and I think he's been looking better because they got George Pickens more involved and they got rid of Chase Claypool. They just had too many wide receivers and you know all wide receivers are drama queens. So. It's, you can't feed them all, so now you got rid of one. Now George Pickens can take over a lot bigger role, and I think he's a legitimate, legitimate weapon. And Nige's been looking better. So and TJ, it might just be the TJ Watt effect, really. So I, I'm just going with the Steelers here, and they're like uh, top. I think they're sixth or seventh best run defense, and that's just what y'all do. So I'm just like, ah, Styles makes fights. So I'm rocking with the Steelers. Yeah, that's a good pick, man. But no, I like this because. One thing about us, Arthur Smith is a great coach. And it's tough because you can't tell because there's not a lot of wins coming with this team. But the way that Arthur Smith kind of just preps our team, he motivates everybody, and he keeps it. Because I think this is a really bad play, a game for us stylistically. Like, but the way that our team is going to come in and hungry for a win because we haven't won in a while in these last couple of games, we felt like, oh, we could have did something. I think that's what, has, that's what we have to come in with the mindset of to eat and win this game. We have too much talk about this game. Even Next game, we go to Chicago where the 3-9 and nine Bears are hosting the Packers, and the Packers are the three-point favorite here. Aaron Rodgers is going to play the game. Justin Fields is probably going to play the game. And really? Yes, I believe so. It seems like in all, uh, he's questionable, but he, sh- he might be playing. But also, if he does play – are they going to limit his running? Are they going to because of his shoulder? Like that, It's hard to tell really what they're going to do. But Bacchanari is going to be out for the Packers. He had an appendectomy today and has been ruled out for Sunday. Damn, they have to take his appendix up? I guess so. <laughs> Hold your prayers up for my boy, but fuck. My buddy going through it, kid. That's first time he shit with his knee for the last two seasons. They said the motherfucker was coming into practice. Waking up with his knees bigger than his head some days, but like now they have to take his appendix up. Fuck. I don't mean to laugh, but that just the way you said that it was pretty funny. Yeah, <laughs> no nah, man, but he is a pretty essential piece of his offense. But this is those, this is that game where it's like, yo, Aaron. And well, real quick, also, there's another injury. The backup to Justin Fields had a season-ending oblique surgery. Trevor Simeon, and he was a longtime backup for the 49ers. So now the backup is Nathan Peterman, the all-time worst quarterback ever. That's he's known to be completely ass. And behind him, Tim Boyle. So if Justin Fields doesn't play, Nathan Peterman's walking in. If Nathan Peterman's walking in, it's a fat ass L. But I'm that's why I think Justin Fields will play. No cap. I mean, this is that game where you gotta like, hey yo, Aaron, we're in Aaronville right now. We're in Aaron Tropolis. When we're in Aaron, Aaron City, you feel me? We're in Rogers City. Like you guys kind of got to come through. And the second day is the second day still beat up like they were last week. They're a little beat up, but they are getting healthier. I don't have anything on them for the uh, injury report, so I they should be looking better. Mike White just threw three hundred for three touchdowns, no interceptions, and one hundred and forty going quarterback rating. They need to come through, and even if the sit down secondary is a little bit better, they need to come through and throw that bitch up to Christian Watson, let him score two more touchdowns this game, figure out what the fuck's going on with Lazard, and they continue. And Aaron Jones and AJ Dillon need to eat all over this defense. They do this, they win. 
if they figured there should be no, in my mind, there should really be no way for the Packers to figure out how to lose this game. Because these are the, like you said, Mike Tomlin, Mike Tomlin, those are the games Mike Tomlin has to win. These are the games Aaron Rodgers has to win for him, has to really sit down and not say, like, yo, maybe it's time to put Jordan Love in. I think uh, Jordan Love did look pretty good last game, too. But I, I, I'm going to take the Bears. They burned me last week with Mike White. I know Aaron Rodgers is a better, better player, but the Packers just have a really bad fucking run defense. I think it's a, what is it, the second worst or the worst? Second worst run defense, lined up 155 yards per game. If oh Justin, yeah, if Justin Fields does play, and it's crazy because they're a middle of the pack. And I remember like week three, I was like, bro, on watching them, they fucking suck against the run. And like now it's slowly and slowly showing. And now there's the second worst right behind the Texans. So I think David Montgomery, I got uh first prop of the show. I got over David Montgomery's rushing yards, which is 67 and a half. And at any time touchdown score. For Montgomery, which is plus 200, I believe. So that's a big odds on that one. Just because, and I think the Bears win here. If Justin Fields does play, I don't think he needs to run as much, but I think he's just a natural runner now. Like, you know, it's like when Lamar Jackson gets hurt or something, like he's not going to stop running. He, it, it's what's working for him. The throws aren't going to work for Fields. So just fucking use your legs. It works against this Packers team. And I remember every drive last game, they got towards the red zone. They just kept going for it on fourth down and like the field's reaching short, fucking a fumble or because they're going for it. So I think, I think uh, they're just going to feed Montgomery and just let fields run. Fuck it. We're trying to win. And if they win this game, I think they go on top of the Packers in the division and the Packers will be in dead last. That's tragic. Yeah, really tragic. So split first back to back games already. We've been split every game if you count Thursday too. So then our our next game is going to be the Lions hosting the Jaguars, where the Lions were favored by a point, but now it's even. No one's favored here. So let me hear how how you feel about this, Kev. Wow. So it's just like, is it like plus one, minus one, or is it zero? It's plus one, minus one, but it also might just be both minus one. (laughs) That's crazy. So motherfucking, this is a very interesting game, and I feel like a lot of People are talking about this one because both these teams have been rolling. You've seen the motherfucking Jaguars come back on the Ravens last week, and we've seen the Lions do whatever they can against the Bills. So I was like, oh, fuck. My Jaggies and my Lions, Loki, doing their thing right now. They just not consistently turn them into Ws. So me personally, um, this is it's in, it's in Jacksonville? It's in Detroit. Yeah, so me personally, I'm taking the Lions. Wow, Paul, I think you made me twist my pick so fast. So I'm going to take the home team. I think Dan Campbell's had this team fired up. They looked great against the Bills. They looked great on their own. What was it, two-game win streak? Who they beat? They beat the – They beat uh, – let me see real quick. Because they, they didn't – they beat the Packers for sure. Mm-hmm. And then they went back-to-back. And then they beat the Giants. Yeah, so they looked good on their win streak. And these, let's just – if the corner is locked up, I think that's what this comes down to. Like, Trevor Lawrence and the boys is lit right now. They just came off a good dub. But, like, the corner is locked up. The secondary does their thing. I don't think ETN – it was going to expose that ETN and the boys did not look great in that win against the Ravens. See, I'm going – we're going to be split all these games because I'm taking the Jags on the road, the, the Detroit Lions. I mean, the run defense still is shaky. 
the pass defense is still shaky, and Jeff Okuda is gonna is hurt as well. I'm not sure if he's playing, but he didn't play last week. And uh, they still got uh, they still look pretty good without him. I'm not gonna lie, Omari at one, but um, I just think the Jags. I mean, they came off the win against Lamar, and they did that little Trevor Lawrence fourth quarter magic type shit. Honestly, I think this might be a high scoring game because I golf kind of been rolling. Jaguars have been uh, they, I think both quarterbacks might get off here. So, but I just think the Jaguars are just a little bit better team because, like, statistically, like they they rank higher in defensive, they rank higher in offensive stuff. It's just um, the lion, uh, uh, whereas the Lions are in bottom in most defense categories. So it's like maybe this is the game where the Jaguars actually keep winning. We'll see, man. This is actually gonna be. Good. I'm glad that we split on this one because I wasn't sure until like I figured out who was at home. Uh, I do have Zay Jones over 49 and a half receiving yards. He's been getting like back to back, like eight targets, 10 targets. He had like a hundred last game. He seems to slowly be taking a Kirk has been sliding into the slot role where he's most comfortable. And Zay Jones seems to be like number one. So he, I think 49 and a half is very doable against his Lions defense. Porous Lions defense. And then our next game will be the Vikings at home. Hosting the Jets, where they're laying three points here. This is this is tough for me, man. If you watch the preview, all you do is watch the preview last week, and I said, "Yo, the Jets got a squad," and the Vikings. Everybody's saying they're still getting lucky, like with these point differentials. Like, <laughs> yeah. Hey, man, Mac Mike White looked great last week, and we learned that this Jets that this um. We learned this Thursday that anybody can do anything against this passing on this passing defense on the um, the Vikings, even though they're number whatever they are in the in the NFC. So it was like, wow, this game was low key way closer than it's supposed to be. Who you got? Who you taking in the matchup? Patrick Peterson and um, Patrick Peterson and Garrett Wilson. What the fucking this on um, Jay Jettas. Mm-hmm, like, who are you taking on these matchups? Jets four and one at away games. Vikings five and one at home. Something's got to give on this one. I'm, I hate to fucking say it. I'm gonna take the Jets here. Mike, the Vikings past the. I've been screaming that the Vikings. I love Captain Kirk, but that defense is so bad. And I, we looked. I checked it today. Worst pass defense in the NFL. Vikings. And uh, so Mike White looked pretty damn good. I think he has another one in him. It's not like the Vikings have been showcasing that they can stop anyone throwing the ball. And then on the other side, the Jets just have a legitimate – I can see Captain Kirk throwing an interception here. I can see maybe even being a pick six type shit because a lot of his throws to Jay Jetta sometimes are forced Like, because he, he's up there and contested catches numbers. So, like, Sauce has been showing that, like, if you're going to force some shit my way, it might be going back. Sauce Gardner this season has guarded Tyreek Hill, Jamar Chase, and who was the third one? There was a third good one. Adams played the Ra- uh Didn't he play the Raiders? No, I don't think so. Oh, I can tell you real quick. Pulling it up. Mark Andrews, maybe. I know people said that he played. Um, um, Cortland Sutton. Stephon Diggs. Stephon Diggs. Stephon Diggs didn't score. He got hooked. He got, he made, but he got like 90 yards. Jamar Chase scored, but he only had like 20-something yards. And who was the other person? 
Stephon Diggs, Jamar Chase, Tyreek Hill. Tyreek Hill had 40-something yards. No touchdowns. So Sauce Gardner came on, and he's shown that he's willing to take on the wide receiver number one, and I'm really going to hear the Gardner man up. So that's what makes this game so interesting because, like, everything says, yo, grab the Jets real quick. And then it's a grab the Jets as a dog. The Jets are a dog in this game? Yeah, three-point dog. I will also say uh, I want the Jets to win, but one thing that scares me is Mike White has shown that he could go in spurts of balling and then follow up with, like, a fat-ass dud. And this doesn't seem like the team that he would do that to. But yeah. I don't know, man. I didn't trust the Vikings last week on prime time, and that was against the Patriots' defense, which isn't terrible. But this Vikings team has shown that they could beat great. They can beat good teams. They've beaten the Bills. They've beaten um. They've beaten a lot of good teams, and like I didn't pick them last week, and it burnt me. So I'm gonna pick them this week, even though this one I could really see the Jets doing some crazy shit. Damn, we are. I like this game. Yeah, 17-16 type game. 16-18 type game. After this week, one of us will be in the lead or by a lot, or I might take the lead by like one based off of this, all these picks right now. Next game, the Giants are at home as an underdog against division rival, the Washington Commanders. Oof, I mean, I don't know where the Giants have been losing. Like on back to back right now, Commanders keep winning with Heineke. So it's like, this: do we keep riding the trends, or do we feel like now one bounces back? Like, uh, how do you feel this? Shape? Chase Chase Young is back this game. Oh, Chase Young is probably gonna be back this game. Yeah, that's another big factor. And the Giants, I uh, I know they're old. I'm gonna go out and say it. I want to take Giants as a dog at home. I really do. But the the Commanders. It's not just the Heineke effect. It's it's their whole defense right now. Like they have a great run defense. It's ranked in the top like eight. And then um if you go to their passing defense, it's it's like right there in the top ten as well. So like they have a on paper top ten defense right now. And Daniel Dines has been struggling. I know he's like four and one or five and one against Washington in his career. It's crazy because like he only had like nine wins before this season and like four or five came from Washington. And I just think this is different Washington now. I just they just seem to be finding ways to win, and that's really what bottom line means in football. Just find a way to win. It's crazy, right? They say motherfucking a new trend should be trading for Carson Wentz and benching him. Right? It puts a new fire on your team, and then and then after you get rid of them, you're supposed to do better. Like it's fifty fifty if you do better. The Eagles didn't. Eagles are eight and one right now. The Colts are Colts. So. This Washington team looks so good right now. They're they're winning games any way possible. Scary Terry is a motherfucking dog. But I don't know. Maybe it's the they beat us last week, but I just don't I wish I could know that Saquon and Danny Dimes are gonna show up this game. If I had known that, I would have picked the Giants, no problem. But I think this is gonna be the first game I agree with you. Even though low key for the podcast. I wanted to take the Giants. But I'm agree with you on this game because I do trust that Red Dom Commons defense because I seen what they did against us last week. And then uh my one prop here, David, oh not David, but uh Shaquan Barkley under 70 and a half rushing yards. Like I said, Commies have a really good rush defense, and we've seen games where he gets 25 carries and this goes absolutely nowhere with it. And their O line has been hurt really badly and into this game, so 
I just don't see him getting it, getting all like over 70 and over 70 and a half rushing yards. Next game, the Eagles are at home against the Tennessee Titans, and the Eagles are favored by four and a half points. No real big injuries to speak of that leading into this week. Um, Honestly, this is going to be a really good game. Like I, I just think the Titans typically show up when it's a good team in front of them. They never go like they never really play like even the Chiefs like they're right there in it for like the whole whole game with Malik Willis. So I think they'll show up here. I don't know if they'll win, but I do know that Mike Vrabel will have his boys ready to run through a fucking wall against his ten and one Eagles. Vrabel and the boys are fucking. Oh, that's crazy. That's, this is the game that's on my own TV right now. But uh, Vrabel and the boys have motherfucking. Vrabel and the boys are nice, man. Every game, every time they play somebody good, they do show up. And even last week, when they last week coming off the loss that they did against the Bengals, they were there the whole way, and they actually had an attempt to motherfucking at least get the ball back on offense and try something crazy. But motherfucking the what was it did they hit the kicker they hit the kicker or something yeah they like hit that. the kicker like some dumb shit yeah they hit the kicker so that was another one so they pretty much lost all that shit and then they, there was another stupid play that made them lose if it last 15 seconds and they needed it out so i think that gives a sour taste in their mouth this this eagles team looks good but they did motherfucking get they i feel like the packers touched them a couple of times last week i think like jordan love got in there and did something Aaron Rodgers got in there and did something. And something's making me want to pick this Tennessee Titans team, even though I picked them last and got burnt. I'm riding with the Titans here. I think um, C.J. Johnson Gardner is out for the season with the lacerated kidney. I think that's going to hurt the second secondary. Um, they still have the top two, Bradbury and Slay, but like they don't have the depth and they don't have a, a guy who's leered again six interceptions for them this year. And the Titans may be the second worst pass defense in the league. And yeah, you can talk me into an AJ Brown event revenge game. I'll probably be playing him in some FanDuel type lineups because I think AJ Brown will have a big game against Tennessee. But what's the Eagles' bread and butter this year is the run game, and that's where the Titans are literally where they uh, number three in the league, only allowing eighty four and a half rushing yards. And I know Hurts can get some here and there, but this Miles Sanders has been this unsung hero all season. He's been he's been low key been up there for rushing yards throughout the whole season. It's been a steady every week. He does fifteen to sixteen carries and he gets his eighty to hundred, sixty to hundred yards. And and uh, if that's not going for him, and they got to lean on Hurts throwing thirty something passes, I I think Tennessee, especially if they're controlling the clock and everything with the run game, I I like Tennessee as a dog here. I did not. I didn't even think about my dog AJ Brown. Yeah, I got to go Eagles. Nah, my dog AJ Brown. Because this game is gonna come down to whoever has the ball the last. Whoever whoever plays the last three possessions, whoever has the ball twice, I think is gonna win. So, I, I think it's gonna be like Tennessee winning 13-0 at halftime, thirteen three at half something, and uh, just kind of controlling the game all game. Thing, a chess player would tell me my gut and the chess player tells me to pick the Titans. And I really don't like the Titans to pick two in a row, lose two in a row either. But we're gonna take the Eagles. Come on now. AJ Brown, baby. AJ Brown, baby. Next game, 
Last one, oh, no, not last. Two more one o'clock. Ravens are at home playing nine and a half points against the Broncos, who is the worst offense in the NFL. Up, only putting up like thirteen point seven game uh, points per game or some crazy shit, which is the worst since like two thousand. The worst since two thousand, bro. This has been twenty something years since we've seen the offense this bad. Damn. So before the hit stick came out on Madden, like yeah, like like it's a Madden was still calling games. Oh my gosh. Oh wow, yeah, this offense sucks, and they paid a lot of money for a shitty offense. So take the Ravens, even especially after coming off of now. Lamar, even though, but this is something interesting. What Raven team shows up this week? Is it a Ravens team that eats? Is it a Raven team that's making highlight, making plays and getting down the field? Or is it a Ravens team that's coming shaky? And this is a good defense still. It is. Even though DJ Moore is getting saucy against them Broncos. Devontae Adams sent them back home. Yeah. But also, I think that that fires Patrick Tain up a little bit more. He's coming off two games where he got kind of sauced up. Yeah, and do this team does this Ravens team have a reliable a reliable receiver that could do that? Because if they still had Bond Miller, I would say they even had somebody to guard Mark Andrews. Yeah, and then you uh like who I just want to know who's Patrick Tain gonna guard? Is it gonna be Deshaun Jackson? Is that the number one now? Is it <laughs> because Rashad Bateman's hurt? Is it Devin Duvernay? It, like, who is he going to – is he going to be on fucking Mark Andrews? Like, like, what is – like, I just want to see what they do with Patrick Sertain this game. But I, I agree. Like, even even though Lamar might look bad some games, he still could put up 17 points. And if you put up 17 points against this Broncos team, you're probably going to win. Nah, that has – have they scored more than 20 this season? Yeah, they have. I want to say it was an overtime. Like, <laughs> they're that bad. <laughs> they just had an overtime. So I'm I'm riding with the I'm riding with the Ravens just because like even Lamar does shitty, he putting up at least seventeen and seventeen is enough to beat the Broncos. Yeah, the Ravens are gonna win this game, but I don't see the price of the brick going up too much. Not at all, because I also have my prop bet Lamar Jackson anytime inter- interception, and Corlin Sutton over sixty seven and a half receiving yards. Uh, I think Russ actually might look a little bit better here. Just because that's nah, the, no. the Ravens have the what the fourth worst pass defense. Really? Oh no, the sixth with, the sixth worst uh, pass defense right now. With Jesse, with the um, with the front the front line like that, with Jesse Houston, all them was holding shit down. Yeah, they're. I mean, the run defense is solid, but doesn't on the pass. Especially you see, like they get beat over the top a lot, and then that's where Corlin Sutton, big body. We haven't we seen one receiving catch from a uh, touchdown from him all year. He had like six last year and over a thousand yards with Teddy Bridgewater, Drew Locke. He's he's a deep threat kind of guy, and I think we might see one or two deep shots toward him this game. Oh, Even so then, so I think he goes over sixty-seven and a half. Teddy Bridgewater played yet this season. He played for uh, he played uh, against the Jets for us whenever uh, Skyler Moore got. Okay, Sky- yeah. Yeah. Gotta do that, then get Teddy Bridgewater. So we're both rocking Ravens here, and then on to our next game. We have the last one o'clock game, the Cleveland Browns going to Houston to play the Texans. 
where the Browns are seven points favorite in Deshaun Watson's first game back in the NFL. I'm I think I think this game is gonna be ugly. Gross. I it's 46 and a half, and I'm not an over-under better, but I, I would definitely tell people to bet the under. Uh I think Watson, you haven't played football in a year, two years almost. And then now you're finally playing after what a week and a half worth of practice. And I don't think like the Texans, people think Watson's revenge game for the Texans. I also think Texans might have a revenge game for Watson type shit. Like they had to go through this fucking firestorm ordeal of what was going on off the field. And they couldn't even use the player that they had just wanted to pay millions to. No, I did ask. And like, they, they, you can blame Deshaun Watson for the reason why the Texans went from a damn near play a playoff team to motherfucking one and nine one. And one. one. <laughs> yeah, like, but you do gotta remember they did have that one coach. I can't remember his name. The nigga was coach NGM dude that traded D Hop. Yeah, he did kind of get fuck over the everything. Yeah. And, and then the end of Deshaun Watson stuff, and then they started spiraling out of control, and they've been ass ever since. What? Deshaun Watson is not the only one over there on the motherfucking Cleveland Browns. You got to deal with Nick Chubb and that defense. That's true. And and the war. I really hope that they don't think like, yo, oh, Kevin Stefanski, Deshaun Watson, he'll save my day. No, no, no. You better (laughs) come bring that book. But I'd only give him like 18 to 24 passes. 30s is way too much. Let's motherfucking run the fuck out this bitch and Derrick Henry just hold down. See, that's my thing. 25 carries is a minimum for Browns. <laughs> like for Nick Chubb. That's been a thing. <laughs> 25 minimum. Every game, I don't give a fuck. Even Derrick Henry said the best running back in the league is Nick Chubb. When Derrick Henry is giving the props to him, like, give that motherfucker the ball. That's crazy. He said that for him? Yeah, he said that earlier this season. Someone tried to crown him as the best running back, and he said, "Nah, the best running back wears this number on the Browns or something." And it was Nick Chubb. Like last. Uh, but Texans have ruled out two players: Brandon Cooks and Derek Stingley Jr. Again, that alone, makes me, yeah, awesome. that that alone makes me lean towards the Browns. I would want to go with the Texans, but. I'm, I'm going to go with the Browns here just because you. I forgot about Nick Chubb. I was too busy thinking about Watson. And I'm only worried that they try to give him 40 passes, 30 passes, like let him fucking all the way back. And it just might not look good. But I'm, I'm going to take the Browns. The Texans are just an auto don't pick. You cannot pick this team. Facts. If you did that nine times, you would have won. And if you done it, do you, if, you done, if you don't pick the Texans 10 times this season, you may pay some money. Facts. Next game, the Rams are at home where they're a seven-point underdog to the Seahawks and Geno Smith. And real quick, I'm going to point out I have a bookmark because this shit is hilarious. It's about $120 million worth of players not playing this Sunday for the Rams. Oh, my gosh. Matthew Stafford, $40 million a year, out. Aaron Donald, $31.6 million a year, out. Cooper Cup, $26.7 million a year, out. Allen Robinson, $15.5 million this year. Doubtful or out. He's probably not playing. Joseph Nate Boom, the left tackle, 13.3 out. Alshon Robinson, defensive tackle, $9 million out. That's a, 
Matthew Stafford making forty million dollars a year. This is what happens when never. Well, he got that contract on the Lions, and then uh, he came. But uh, this is what happens when you put all your money into star players, and you don't care about depth, and you don't care about other key positions. You're like, I'm just gonna get because like Von Miller left, and maybe that should have been the first sign. And then the left tackle Andrew Whitworth retired, and maybe that should because last year when they when he didn't play, they sucked. And even without Von Miller. The pass rush wasn't getting there as much as whenever he did join the team. So maybe those would have been signs early on. But now with $120 million off the field, give me Geno Smith and these fucking Seahawks. <laughs> give me the seven points. Of, uh, spoiler alert, this will be one of my best bets. This was the first best bet I put on the board. God damn, yeah, spoiler alert. I wasn't ready for that. But motherfucking... There's no way in hell you should take this Rams team. And I would have taken the Rams team if they was healthy. And they was healthy, except unless they had Cooper Cup. And like, after that, I don't know about this team. I, mean, I don't even know if I motherfucking like this team anymore. Okay? Like, I I tried to respect them because they, they got me the dub. They um, got me the dub during the playoffs for the Super Bowl, um, for the playoff matchup. about still coming. But, like, this Rams team is atrocious. With their with their best players, so no, I don't see that. And motherfucker, how many times has um old buddy from um what's the coach's name for the Seahawks? Pete, Pete Carroll. Carroll. Yeah, Pete Carroll, a glass on um, played this team. He got something for him. Yeah, and uh, I Sam Walford, uh, Wolf of Walford, or Walford of Wall Street, as some people call him. He is gonna be playing for the Rams, so. That's probably why it's not 10 or something on the spread. It's only seven because he is a lot better than Bryce Perkins. But even then, like, I can't – you can't talk me into this anyway else. I did forget to name some props for the last game, so I'm going to go double back real quick. For the Browns-Texans game, I got Pierce over 73-and-a-half rushing yards. He um, Browns don't have a good run defense. And Deshaun Watson, anytime interception thrower. I'll take Nick Chubb anytime touchdown. That's too chalky. It's like minus two hundred or something. It's not like you gotta put put twenty to win ten. I, I like like the close odds. Quite disrespect. I respect it. Next game, big game. Circle this game. Both teams probably circled this game before the season. 49ers hosting the Dolphins. I know you too well. I can know exactly when you're about to talk about the Dolphins. Four four point favorite are the 49ers at home. We are the underdog here. Taron Armstead maybe won't play for us at left tackle, and we'll have backup left tackle running in, and that might be scary for Joey Bosa on the, on the other side. But that only scares me if Tua doesn't get the ball out quick. Well, what does Tua do? He gets the ball out quick as fuck, and it's going 10, 15 yards. The 49ers were, like, number two pass defense all year, and they've slowly dripped outside the top five, slowly to, like, the eighth spot. So it's showing me that, like, as the season progresses, the cornerback injuries that they got, Jason Barrett, it's starting to catch up to them. Yeah, they can get the pass rush in, but I think Tua's quick release, and he already seems like he knows where he's getting the ball at as soon as he hikes it. He already knows where who's going to be open at what time because he doesn't – like, he goes through progressions, but I see him, like, he'll hike it, and he knows Waddle's going to cut right here, and it's going to be open. He just – it's already gone before two seconds. And I just – I liked our offense against that – and Mike – people think 49ers revenge game to Mike McDaniel, but honestly, Mike McDaniel, he, he wants to show everyone that, like, 
I was the one play calling for the 49ers. I, I like, I'm Mr. Big Dog. Like, this is my revenge game. Like, so I, I like him to showcase some new shit and beat this 49ers team. CMC will be playing too. This is one of those games I'm like, what the fuck do they know that I don't play? What? Four and a half to the, at home? I Cool. I mean, for number one defense, it'll be cool. But these motherfuckers are fast. And Mike McDaniels is a dog. So, like, what Vegas know that I don't? Did they did they watch some extra film or something? Did I think something? is uh, our left tackle injury can play a big part. To, I think that's one of the things to look in that. And just uh, at home, the 49ers oh. are 4-1. and one. This pass rush is gonna fuck y'all up. I'm not gonna lie to you. That pass rush, because it's crazy. I was looking at the um, numbers. I don't know who put it in there. Maybe you put it in the chat or something. Thirty-one. You guys are like thirty or thirty-one and um something when it comes to passing. Um, I was yeah. like, wow. Our offensive line is fucking. Like, so they literally just doing um their offensive line is doing the same thing, but like everybody else, the skill players are just doing so much better that you don't notice and it's not a historically bad offensive line like last year so it was like at least there's some type of um progression so like i don't know what made the um vegas pick you guys four and a half but i gotta trust y'all because y'all not only did y'all beat the shit out of texas last week beat the shit up 30 zero a half but y'all look great on both sides so like i saw that this team wasn't better so, and like i've never been the biggest respecter of the um, 49ers just off the face they're like we bust their ass, but it was in Atlanta. Yeah, and uh, I mean, I I don't know. I mean, this kind of seems scary because like trap almost, but at the same time, I think it's also just the people, betters, and people love the 49ers, and everyone always hates Tua. So I think they're thinking that it's not showing up here, and I'm telling you right now, he's gonna show up. And my one prop will be Waddle over 65 and a half yards. I'm going to keep hammering this prop because he's literally still the fifth leading receiver in the NFL, averaging like 90, 80-something to 90 yards a game. And Tyreek is number two? Number one. Oh, no, he might be now number two. No, I think he's I, still number one, barely, but it's I real think, close. I think Jay Jetta's got him by one. Oh, okay, one. I know it's real close now. Like, it's, it's, it's like both at 14-something. Next game, 425, circle it, prime time. Right here. This should be the fucking Sunday night game or Monday night game, but they didn't do it. They gave it to the Chiefs every week. Chiefs versus the Bengals, where the Chiefs are two-point favorites on the road, where the Bengals are underdogs at home. I mean, Bengals coming off a win. Chiefs coming off a win. This is a uh, this is going to be. Then they play. Uh, yeah, they played in the fucking AFC Conference Championship. Where the Bengals beat the Chiefs, and honestly, I, big revenge spot for me. I, I, I am going all in on the Chiefs right here. In overtime, they bust their motherfucking ass. So, this is a very interesting game, just off the fact that like everybody's really respecting Joe Burrow and the boys because they're like, oh yeah, this is who we thought they were. We're gonna get back, and there's 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 rumors that Jamar Chase might play this week. Rumors, yeah, he so should be back. Oh, so it's official. Yeah, he should be back this game, and uh, Juju's healthy for the Chiefs. And uh, so, like, both teams – I mean, other than McCall Hardman now, both teams on offensively look – Joe Mixon's going to be back. Everything's looking back to normal for both these teams. I mean, I would. I really want to pick the Bengals. I think the Bengals are cool people. And, like, there's some great guys. But, like, 
this, when it comes to revenge, the this best served Cole, Andy Reid, Travis Kelsey, Pat Mahomes, all the boys remember that shit. Yeah. And they they not going for that for nothing. And uh, they got their running backs found. Isaiah Pacheco, the rookie, has been killing it these last few weeks. Like, he's putting up three games he's played. He has, like, 180 yards over those three games, only on, like, 30 carries. So, like, they they found themselves a running back. Clyde Hilaire is out. And he, they've been trying to get rid of him low-key for a while now. He hasn't really been producing. And uh, I just – yeah, just give me the bang. Like, don't be surprised if this is going to be locked up also. Lock potential. Lock potential. Nice. 425, last 4 o'clock game. The Raiders are at home versus the Chargers, where the Raiders are favored by one point. I mean, I think the Raiders happy ending. Like, back-to-back overtime games, like, they're not winning convincingly. They're kind of squeaking out, and maybe some people like they're favorited. So people honestly think this Raiders team is turning back into what people thought they would be. But I mean, I never, I mean, I cannot not pick the Chargers on an away game. I just, they, there's always fine. They win on away games, they cover on away games. And I haven't, I mean, I've had a few underdogs, but in the late slate, I don't think I have a single underdog. And I think the Chargers are going to be my underdog here as a one point underdog against the Raiders. The Raiders' defense is atrocious, and I think Herbert with Keenan Allen, Mike Williams is going to be healthy, and the emergence of Josh Palmer and DeAndre Carter. He has his weapons back, and I and Josh Jacobs maybe could cut up this Chargers' run defense. Is not the best. And what is it? Bottom five, fifth worst at one fifty one per game. Maybe he could do that, but I, just, I think Herbert. I think Herbert's going to win. This is also a rematch. Remember both these both these teams had to go to the playoffs. Whoever won, and it was almost a tie, and they they're about to let it end as a tie. Oh yeah! Until until they until Staley called a fucking timeout on some sly shit, and then the Raiders are like, oh we're all right now we're gonna kick this field goal, Daniel Carson, and we're going to, we're going to the playoffs. <laughs> I mean, I, I say I know both these teams probably don't forget. I don't know if the Chargers can call this a revenge game because they kind of shot themselves in the foot. But how how do you see this guy? I'm rocking the Chargers here. How about you, Kev? Oh man! So the Chargers were the most one of the most injured teams in the league at one point when it, but like the Rams probably got their ass in the in the clinic when it comes to that. Yeah, but they're healthier now. They look better. I really expected you to pick the Ravens because you like picking against the Chargers when they have good running backs. Not not against the weight. If they like, because Chargers are four and two away. They only have six wins, so like on at home, I would have probably took the Raiders. But if since they're on the away, they seem more comfortable. I think the Raiders are lit right now. They just beat they beat the Broncos in OT. They beat the Seahawks in OT. But I don't think Geno Smith looked great that game. He still had three hundred yards. So I don't think this Raiders Raiders team really showed us anything amazing. I think having all his weapons back is Austin Eckler still being a dog that he is. The Chargers offense is going to be ready to go all out this game and can score, put up 20 on them. I don't know if the Raiders are going to be stay explosive all game because I know they can hit Devontae Adams. I know he's going to eat in the first half, but yeah. people have been making adjustments to him recently. So 
Besides for that playing OT, Loki the Broncos had him on a good a good swivel for like the most most a lot of the second half of that game. So I like the I think this is gonna be a close game and I wouldn't be shocked if it goes to overtime. If it goes to overtime, I trust the Raiders in it, but I'm gonna take the Chargers. All right, we both rock the Chargers as a way dog. That's their forte. Super Chargers. Super Chargers. Next game, it does. That's one of the best parts. Uh, next game, Sunday night football. The Cowboys are at home, hosting the Colts. Ten and a half points is the spread. I will say, Colts three and one on away games. Cowboys five and one at home. Again, there's another. Oh, never mind. I read that wrong. Colts are two three and one on away games. <laughs> I, I'm not used to seeing three fucking spots. <laughs> Never mind. So, something not something doesn't have to give. <laughs> this is this this is a normal Sunday night. <laughs> Bro, I'm crying. I'm literally crying. Oh my gosh. Hey. Do you know we've been showcasing who has the worst pass defenses? Do you know who has the best pass defense in the NFL? The Dallas Cowboys. 177 yards per game. This is week 13. They've been going 13 weeks strong on 177, bro. Like, you already know what prop bet I'm giving out. You already know what prop bet is in. It's already been booked. It's been the first class ticket, baby. We Matt Ryan, anytime interception thrower, give it to me. Put it that shit in my veins. I'm crying. I'm, I'm, you wanna know why this, this this is so funny? Because I really watch these niggas on CBS talk about. Yeah, man. I think Jeff Saturday and the Colts have something figured out, man. Pat McAfee in front of the Cowboys fucking stadium. Yeah, man. I don't know, man. I think my Colts might be able to do something against Jerry Jones and the boys. I'm like, what? The only thing they can do is maybe have a good time in Dallas after the game. And you can't, you can't be here talking to the boys two, three. I was like, finally, somebody with some sense. Fucking niggas. I'm definitely taking the um, Cowboys on this one. And I was mad that this was the Sunday night game. Now they might as well switch that bitch with the Bengals real quick. That's what I've been saying. Yeah. Then a uh, funny thing is another prop bet I got. Dak Prescott anytime interception thrower. It is the Colts have the fifth best pass defense, and they are actually like high key really good against the run too. I think um if it wasn't for the fact that the Colts that the Cowboys have just such an awesome pass rush right now, I would take the I would take the Colts on some sneaky shit like yo they finna fuck that boys up. You know Jeff Saturday doesn't like being laughed at, but that nah. O line against Parsons and Lawrence, nah. Wouldn't dare. And then he got Matt Ryan, who's like willing to throw the ball to any corner. So <laughs> like, there's gonna be some turnovers, and I just think Dak's gonna throw it because the Colts have like the fifth best pass defense, also, and they've been able to get turnovers, and that's low key how most of their points come off of. They're good at turnover. Matt Ryan gets a short field, and they get to score. But and and uh, the Cowboys like, especially on prime time, they love to let Dak cook. Oh, let's get let, like fuck the run game. Let's let him throw fucking thirty passes before halftime. And typically, that's when they're losing at halftime because he's throwing two interceptions or some shit. So I'm, I like him to throw one also. But the Cowboys are just I I don't I don't know if they even cover ten and a half. That's a big spread. 
but shit, not big enough for some people. Last game, Monday night football. The Bucks at home hosting the New Orleans Saints. Bucks are favored by three and a half points. They beat the Saints earlier this year. First time in Palm Tom Brady's career with the Bucks. He's beat the Saints in the regular season. So does he does he make it 2-0 and or do the Saints got are they splitting it and uh making the division a hell of a lot closer for everybody? This is interesting. I like the Saints to fuck them boys up. I'm not gonna lie to you. But like who who what Saint what the fuck is gonna be on the Saints field? It's probably gonna be Andy Dolan, Jarvis Landry. Chris Olave and Alvin Kamara. The same four motherfuckers. And both of these teams are coming off an L. But this defense is straight. They tell Jimmy G the 13. Jimmy G and that offense the 13 athletics. What, they scored like 30-something on the fucking Cardinals in Mexico City. So, motherfucking, this Saints team looked like they finna. And then the, the Bucks gave up that game against the Browns in OT. So, motherfucking... I don't know. I like this. I like the Saints over them, but man, but but maybe it's just me trying to be number one in the division again. And Lattimore had like a season-ending in, injury type shit. He will be back for Monday night. Um, he is. He. He's be there. This man's just here to piss off Mike Evans. That's really right. every game. Mike Evans, like I don't have it in front of me, but when he plays this against Marshawn Lattimore, it's he's only like thirty yards per game, like. Uh, like the passer rate, like every, like he really shuts down Mike Evans. Like he takes pride and joy shutting down Mike Evans. And it's so funny that he's coming back just to do it one more time. I might die, but I'm gonna do it. I bet you, you won't catch shit. That's funny as fuck. And for for that reason, I'm I'm rocking the Saints too, bro. They that tells me that this was a big circled game. They lost to them earlier this season, and maybe they put a fuck another circle around that circle. And now they're like they they want to get the revenge. They're gonna split it. And the Bucks is like the Saints. We clown them. We think they're that no Lattimore. The defense isn't too good. But honestly, they have the seventh best pass defense, one ninety seven per game. So it's not like the Bucks have been looking great. They just get empty yards. So I think I can see Tom Brady interception, getting frustrated, throwing iPad, national television. I can see all that right now. And I'm, I'm taking the Saints. Hey, and shout out me. I don't have fucking school that day, so I'm going to be at the house, feet up, watching this game, saying, fuck both of these niggas. Every time somebody messes up, I'm going to take a shot. I love this. <laughs> There's no shit. You're going to be plastered before halftime. Every, every time somebody, everybody, somebody stops, gets stopped, every three and out, I'm be like, ah, I love to see it. Fuck both of y'all. Oh, shit. Well, as always, this is y'all's favorite part of the show right now. We We went through all the games, broke it all down, made all the picks. Now it's time for me. Oh, one last prop. Joe Mixon under rushing yards. It hasn't came out yet, but when it does come out, if it's anything 65 or over, take the under. Joe Mixon playing this week? He probably is, but this Chiefs has a really good run defense, and I can see it being like they want to just make it a shootout with Patrick Mahomes type shit. Like they just abandon the run game and just start throwing it a lot. Yeah, I was trying to start Samaje Piran. So onto the but onto the locks and dogs. I got to get that one out real quick. So Kev, let's hear it. You always go first. Rock us out. What's what, oh or uh, didn't you want to do it a little different today? So this week instead of two locks, I'm gonna take two dogs and a lock. 
because these games are so hard for me to choose. I'm not even going to lie to you. So I'm definitely taking – so for my lock, I want to take Deshaun Watson and the Browns. <laughs> Nick Chubb and the Browns versus um the Texans. And then I got to take – and I'm taking two dogs. I got to take the Dolphins. It's crazy that the boys is dogs. I understand it, but that's crazy as fuck. I love it. And I'm taking the Saints. I Even like that. Even though it's fucking, but they be fucking Brady up. I love to see it. We see a couple smashed iPads prime time. Wait for it. Heard it here first. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I'm gonna double dip with you. I'm gonna take the Seahawks as my favorite. Geno Smith is gonna smoke them boys over there on the fucking Rams. They, <laughs> them boys ain't got nobody out there right now. We're gonna see a practice squad versus the Seahawks, and Geno's gonna cook them. He has so much time on practice squads. He knows how to cook them. Mm-hmm. Next game from our two dogs this week was double dipping the dogs. The Titans against the Eagles. I think uh, people might be going, the public's probably going to go big on the Eagles here because it's only four and a half, and they just won against the Packers. And Jalen Hurts and then put up 30 something. And the Titan and AJ Brown revenge game is probably going to be big. And the Titans just lost to uh, not a good team. So, I think I like them here a lot. I think Frable's going to have them boys ready to run through a fucking wall, control the possession and everything. Derrick Henry and the boys, they're going to cook. Jets are my other dog. I just think Vikings, this is not prime time, so Kirk could look good, but that pass defense is going to look terrible for them. And the Mike White looked pretty damn good last game. And maybe it's not even Mike White. Maybe Garrett Wilson and Elijah Moore and Barrios. And the run game was even working for him. Like, maybe they just have a good offense where you just need a guy who's just going to make the good throws. And if he can make at least decent throws, it's going to at least look better than what the fuck you were doing. So, I like the Jets here. Also, 4-1 on away games. They, they fucking know how to win on the road. The Masalas gets them boys ready for away games. Them Jets is – that's one of the most – I can't wait to watch that game. Yeah, facts. It's gonna be a lot of these games gonna be real fucking close. That's why it's real hard. That's why we didn't want to give out locks this week because we knew how good these games were gonna be. That some dogs were gonna be barking. So we we went dog heavy this week. Dog like a motherfucker. Bark at the moon. Next, under the last thing before we head out on y'all boys, I got. I uh, I had five best bets. So I'm gonna drop six. Fuck it. Seahawks minus Bark. seven. Rams, they're fucking terrible. There's no way that Geno Smith and them are not going to be able to cook this Rams team. Didn't see that one coming. Chargers plus one. This was close to me putting them into my dog contention, but I just think the they're four. They know how to win on away games. They're better on the way. And the Raiders, they two back to back overtime games. I know their fucking defense and offense is tired as fuck. Like they they're more worn out, and the, where the Chargers are getting healthier. That's great. They played an extra half of football over the last two weeks. Yeah. Then Broncos plus nine and a half. I just don't think the Ravens are the super powerhouse offense that we've seen. They just haven't been cooking. They're coming off a loss. And this Broncos just have a really good defense. This is nine and a half points. That's, this is the NFL. Like, yes, I know Russ isn't cooking. And they have the worst offense in, since 2000. But nine and a half points. If they score fucking... 
14 points. Do you think the uh, Ravens are scoring 24? I don't know. That's a little against this Broncos defense. I don't know. So that's why I like that uh, that nine and a half. Next one, Dolphins plus four. Kev's already spoke on it. I said, how the fuck are they underdogs? Mike McDaniel, Ty, Tyreek Waddle, Tua, the defense now with Bradley Chubb. Xavier Howard's got the fumble recovery touchdown in his veins. Like, we're fucking, uh, we're fucking doing it. I like it. Plus four. Even go, like Kev said, it's his dog of the week. Put a little bit on that money line. No cap. Make, make some bread off of that one, y'all boys. Then my other one will be, I know I said I don't do unders and overs, but I said fuck it. It's just too juicy. Under 46 and a half Browns-Texans. This is going to be like a 14-17 game. There's, I just don't see them both scoring 20-something points. Fact. Definitely not the Browns. I'm definitely not the Texans. Maybe the Browns. And then for my final one, I'm going to take under – 53 for the Bengals and Chiefs. Just because I feel like everyone's thinking it's going to be a shootout. A lot of the money's going to be on the over. And like to put up 53, someone has to put up 30 something. The other one has to put up 20, high 20s. So is it going to, I don't know if it's going to be 30 30. I think this might, we might see a little bit more defense than what some people might think. All, all you need is a couple, an interception here, a fumble here, a, 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 a turnover on downs here, and they're not hitting that. 53. So I like the under. I respect it. But that's it for my best bets. Damn, bro. That's week 13. This is going to be a good ass fucking week. Back. Versus Michael Pittman. That sounds hurtful. On both, <laughs> on both sides. On both sides. Uh, but wrapping up for them boys, so we can get the fuck out of here. You're not lying, man. I'm finna go hit the gym real quick, get some shit off my motherfucking mind. So in the meantime, listen to me, Ron. But this is the Men Totally Blitz podcast, you feel me? So what we did was we broke down the whole week 13 for you. Every fucking game. Tune into that bit, man. If you didn't peep the picks from last week, the reaction to last week. It was a good one. Make sure you check that out. Fight. Our, it, it Totally Blitz Fight Club just came out. And this is a good one because Chocolate Tito is back in this motherfucker. So, man, this has been No Totally Blitz Podcast, man. If you didn't know, I don't mind telling you again that I'm your boy, Kev Waterboy Savoy. I'm in this bitch with Paul Picking one of them concert of Junk Gambling. And this is the Totally Blitz Podcast. Yeah, be. Let him in, passing out the medicines We've been on that rock star regimen Knowing that I'm heaven sent Higher than I ever been I got a problem with being problematic Get the light beam on me, ready for electrostatic Don't you step into this box if you're not batting Then my gang got tools, you could call them boy crap Man, this gang got rules, man, you better watch your passes This ain't not new